G'day listeners and welcome back to the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and those that are going to bring value to your draft Keeper Leagues. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you going, mate? Good morning, Hef. I'm very well. How are you going? Uh, it's, what is it, 9.30 in the morning? Yeah. Uh, did you wake up all right, mate? Feeling or, uh, fresh. Been to the gym, yeah. a nice coffee oh, and uh, heading to the cricket this afternoon. So ah, nice. Nice little Friday in store for me. Did the cricket start yesterday? I'm not really a cricket it follower. It did, it did. You weren't there last night? I wasn't there, no. So you're not too dusty today? No, I'm fresh as a daisy, so tonight I could be, uh, yeah. yeah How are going to be tomorrow trouble. morning? Uh, very dusty. I'm glad we're not recording tomorrow morning. It was a smart yeah. decision to record this morning. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> strategic, very strategic. Oh, well, good to hear. What have you been doing in the off-season, mate? Um, trying to get my golf game back to some kind of scratch. There's uh, no chance of that happening. No, I've actually getting worse, but you know, we won't talk about that. Um, no, apart from that, just uh, getting ready for Christmas and um, yeah, bits and pieces like that. What have you been up to, mate? Uh, playing heaps of FIFA. Um, got back into my gaming mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, so basically lockdown fucked me over because I had a console in about uh, 10 years, close mm-hmm. to. And then when lockdown hit, not the second lockdown, not the three-day one, uh, yeah. I survived that one, the first one, um, yeah, bought a PS4 and then got straight back into gaming and I haven't stopped, which is kind of really bad for my productivity, but I'm still getting all the podcast stuff done and uh, yeah, work done too. So maybe I'm just using up all my spare time now. I don't know. No time for anything else apart from gaming, <laughs> podcasting and work. Yeah, no, I've been- And fathering. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Spending time with the family, getting back into the uh, fitness a bit as well, trying to get in shape. So lockdown- Summer bod ready. Yeah. Another thing that fucked me was lockdown in that so mm-hmm. yeah anyway getting back into it so it's good um we're on the coffees this morning Kays. Mm-hmm. we've actually uh ran out of remedy kombucha um we're happy to keep plugging them but uh, we don't have any product so i think the big issue Hef, is that you drink all the remedy kombucha i get like a small allotment <laughs> you know maybe a couple bottles and well, then come around and Hef's just <laughs> we've just had the hottest november on record and you know there's boxes of remedy kombucha sitting in your uh, front it's room tempting. god i just i cannot resist, resist the tempting. stuff i've got to drink it so um it's yeah so remedy if you are listening um you know we could use more if you want us to keep plugging if you don't want us to keep plugging it that's fine too we're official, not greedy. it's the official beverage of fantasy football well it is but you know they might not want to just keep you know giving us free product as well so it's true who knows they might not be getting enough out of this uh, arrangement they get more <laughs> than they could ever want it i'm sure judging by twitter remedy started following us as well so they must be uh, getting around it too so maybe they're just big listeners of the keeper league pod i think they are they're really around it so hopefully uh they're still on board and uh yeah so if you're listening we could do it some more if you're happy <laughs> uh cola please um oh yeah, wow let's okay. not get greedy all right let's uh get into what we're actually here for and that's talking about uh the position changes for uh 2021 so uh yeah gonna be pretty interesting there's a lot of players that have uh gained some positions Mm -hmm. and some players that have lost Um, but we will and we'll kind of only touch on those who are relevant to keeper leagues we'll also try not to um, touch too much on players that um, I guess uh, already got their their dual position status mid last season but there are a few that are just too juicy not to talk about Um, they make really good talking points so they're still in there it's true so anyway let's get stuck into some gains so players that have gained that uh, we'll go through basically club by club so on to Adelaide here Um, Harry Schoenberg so you're a big fan of Harry Schoenberg you own him in our Keeper League don't you yes so he's listed as a forward Mm -hmm. Um, wasn't the biggest fantasy scorer last year, but, you know, rookie, let's get, cut him some slack. Mm-hmm. What do you expect this year of him? Do you think he'll get some midfield time? What do you think he'll be in terms of fantasy scoring? I uh, showed some glimpses in the midfield last year. I just like the way he goes about it. So, um, yeah, I think for me, he's one of those guys that you roll the dice on with, you know, maybe your last keeper just purely on, a, um, you know, what you think they can 
be in the future. So I think I was probably going to keep him anyway. And I think that just for me with a few guys losing forward status, um, you know, like someone like Fritz Smith for me, you know, it just helps having someone who's got, um, you know, some backup there. So um, Sean Berg is a forward. I think he's got a really good fantasy game. Um, probably with uh, Haley coming in, not that direct, you know, in for Brad Crouch leaving. So um, probably a bit further down the pecking order, but I still think, you know, second year player going into next year. There's um, a lot of um, quality. There's a lot of new young rookie draftee, that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, midfielders coming in as well. Um, I think he'll still be okay because mm-hmm. I think last year's draft was probably a little bit stronger. Yeah. Maybe not. Like who actually knows um, yep. because of the non man and non-football that was played. Mm. But uh, yeah, Schoenberg was talked up quite big last year. So um, yeah, we'll wait and see what goes on. But uh, getting forward status either way, super juicy. Very handy. Um, that was the only Crow one we had. Moving on to uh, Brisbane. Um, so, um, oh, wait, we've mixed up a few here. Mixed I've, up a few. I guess you've, uh, you've looked, at the, looked at the show doc and you've chopped and changed it a bit. I have because you right. basically went through and talked about the first 16 <laughs> clubs. So Mate, I'm on holidays. I have fuck all to do. So I went through and made a real detailed notes yesterday. I apologise for doing all the work. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, nah, I've had heaps of time. Um, so we'll talk about Cam Ellis Yolman anyway, but we won't go in club order. But uh, Cam Ellis Yolman, uh, he's listed, uh, he's gained a forward, forward status as well. So mm-hmm. I think he's a bit of a nothing pick because I just don't see him as best 22. He did play a couple games last year. Even though like he was listed as midfielder last year, he kind of played that forward role anyway and wasn't fantasy relevant. So even if he does play, um, I don't think it's relevant at all. But, you know, maybe if there's a few injuries in the midfield, they might use him. But he's only there, you know, in case of emergency, mm. I guess. Um Devin Robertson, uh, another one at Brisbane, uh, has uh, forward status. So, same as above, like, he couldn't break into the side last year. And this is, like, the issue with lots of those um, younger, I guess, types. He's coming into his third year, breakout year case. But uh, I can't see the way he breaks into a side either. And I think a lot of these um, forwards, um, or sorry, these midfielders that are kind of young, they're kind of grooming them as forwards just to try to get them into their side. Um if, if they do come in and play those roles, I just don't see how they're conducive to fantasy scoring either. So, yeah, bit of a nothing there. I'll go oh, – sorry, do you want to say something about Devin Robertson? I was just going to say, like, you've seen it with at Brisbane with Cam Rayner, you know, who was a number one draft pick yeah. as a midfielder, just hasn't even got that opportunity yet still. Yeah. So, there's a couple of these Brisbane guys probably a bit further down the pecking order. Yeah. I think with um with uh, Rayner, though, he's pretty valuable up forward, whereas mm-hmm. – you know, he's got that bit of, you know, he was always talked up as like Dusty Martin coming into the draft, like a mini version, I guess. These guys aren't, you know, they're midfield mm. balls. Um, another guy we'll talk about is Eli Smith as well. So he can be added to the same list. He's a contested ball and, um, you know, around, um, but like, yeah, not huge. His fantasy scoring as a junior was like, um, you know, around the 80 mark, but looked like a mini Ollie Wines or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, I think those young midfielders are just um, being green as forwards because there's no room in that side. And I just don't see how they're going to be conducive to fantasy scoring. That's all. All right, let's chop and change here a bit, Kays. Let's move on to one of your boys. Is he on, my boys. Is he on your bus? Uh, not on the bus yet. Yeah. If he keeps in my side, he'll definitely be uh, getting a ticket. But we're okay. going to talk about Luke Jackson. So, uh, for me, it hurts that he loses ruck status. I know he was kind of really any backup to Maxi Gorn last year when he came in for his few games. But does get forward status in a year where forwards do look pretty thin. So, potentially helps his capability, I think. Um, you know, if, if he... I don't know. If, I reckon it's, he's probably got a bit more value as a ruckman. So I'm a bit disappointed. Should have got the ruck forward status, I think. Um, but I believe he can be a fantasy gun. I think he's got a lot of um, tricks. He's very, very agile. Um, finds the footy pretty well for a for a, a very tall guy. Just what is his role over the next couple of years? Well, Max Gorn's still a, um, you know... Absolute gun. Jet. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to be the big question. But he's one of those guys, you know... 
you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, he could really come on this year, especially later this year or, you know, go bananas next year. So probably one who's um, going to be a bit more relevant keeping if you need, you know, if you if you can basically carry him or you need just as some forward backup, I think. What about, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, losing, I reckon he'll inevitably gain, regain ruck status eventually. So yeah. I wouldn't be too stressed. And by the while he's, you know, playing this forward role, he's probably not going to be fantasy relevant anyway. So, um it's a bit of a nothing, you know, thing for me because um, well, I think when he does become relevant, he'll be back as a ruck anyway. Mm. Are you keeping him? He's on my like borderline. Yeah. So him and Schoenberg are the two. Do I the, do you keep him just on on potential or do you kind of back in some some guys who have a few more runs on the board? So probably come to you know maybe who's around in the draft or who you think might be around in our draft. Whether yep. you keep him or not, but he's definitely on my my possible list. No worries. Who are you talking about next? Uh, Aaron Hall. So he's uh, obviously a forward this year. Now for me, he's definitely not a keeper, but one that is a very handy pickup option. So you're talking about a guy who's not really best twenty two. Confirmed. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the new coach there and if they play him, um, especially with all the, the new kids they've drafted, but at the same time they've delisted, you know, 10 of their lists. So mm. just don't know where he kind of fits, but he's one of those ones who could easily get back to his best new coach, different role, could be quite fantasy conducive. So look, he's only 30 still, so probably a couple of years of good footy left in him. The thing I like about it though being not a keeper, he's not really going to cost you too much in a draft picking yeah. him up, especially if you're hunting for a flag. I think it could be a, a nice, you know, mid to late pickup where, you know, not too many people are going to have him high on their radar. So you could get a, a decent scorer yeah. um, should he find his way into that uh, North Best 22. As I'm, I'm kind of looking at whether I go hard for a flag this year or wait a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's for me, he's still not one that I want to consider just because I don't trust him mm-hmm. at all. Yep. But um, I can see the merit in, you know, picking him up. If you can get him like a re- in a really good spot in your draft, yep. like kind of late, yep. um, he might be handy cover and then coming off every now and then when there's injuries. So, yep. yeah, I can see the I can see the logic behind it. Uh, we'll move on to Zach Bailey. So, he's uh, gained forward status. Now, he was a defender slash mid last year, so he was a mid forward this year. Um, only averaged 61.8 last year, but that's still high 70s um, BCV. But uh, he did have a hot spell in the middle of the years that kind of um, bumped up his uh, scoring mm-hmm. a bit more. But then the role changed to actually play forward screwed him a bit. Um, I think he's still handy because he's gained forward status because if you look down the list, there's not... Not that many forwards this year. No. I used to always find defenders were the hardest spots to fill. Yeah. But now um, the forward spots is just an absolute dog's breakfast. So, like looking at my side, I think I have we play four forwards. Mm. I've lost two of my best four forwards. Mm. So, um, I'm really stuck. So, a player like him is probably someone I'm going to be looking at a bit more uh, this year. But the thing is that if he actually plays forward, he's not that juicy for fantasy scoring. So, he needs mm. to kind of switch back to that kind of running defender slash stints with the midfield yep. to actually be a good fantasy scorer. Do you see it happening? Uh, I think he can be a good scorer. I think it's just so role conducive. Yeah. You know, like I think potentially his best spot's on that wing. So, um, but you know, you're fighting against human luggage and Mitch Robinson and that kind of thing. So, yep. obviously with Robinson getting towards the end of his career, maybe there's a bit more of a, a long-term natural role there. But, um, you know, we always see that big jump with Bailey in 2021. Not too sure, but I think, you know, he's one of those guys who you could take and he could really flourish this year and you could look like a real genius, I reckon. Yeah. He's one of those guys who's got who's on the on the precipice of really breaking out and doing something big. He's looking like a genius. That doesn't happen too often. But, uh, <laughs> Not in my side, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll move on to another guy who's got mid-forward, and this is a really interesting one for me. It's Josh Battle. So he's gone from being a sole defender to a mid-forward. Now, uh, he's a guy I drafted, I think, in second or third round last year of our um, draft. Got a lot of time for him. I think the best, the big question, 
question for me is where do the Saints play him? Um, you know, we saw him up forward kicking, you know, basically a goal a game for quite a while, but can swing back. He's that really versatile kind of player. Did he have stints through the ruck as well when he was one basically, of them was yeah, yeah, he was just a, a swingman. Backup ruckman. So he's a genuine swingman. So yeah. as an owner, uh, he's in that kind of, we keep 16, he's in that 12 to 16 bracket for me. Yeah. I'm um, saying, you know, saying before I have lost a couple forwards. So um, is he one that you take a punt on? Um, not sure because uh, he, he's almost the, perfect prototype footballer because he's big he's strong he's athletic you know but he's not really going to get a spot in that Saints midfield it's just what does he play on a wing does he play up forward does he play back so it's just a bit of a a real question mark over him, but um, yeah. I don't know. What would you do if you're a battle owner? Can you give me any wisdom, Hef? Oh, it makes it hard to fit him into your 16. What did he average last year? Can you remember off the uh, top of your head? 60-odd or something like okay, that. Okay, so yeah, mid-70s. Yeah. Um, depends on how your forward makeup is. There's a good chance that your forwards are fucked anyway because yeah. of all the changes. Mm. Um, so if you really rely on him as a forward, then he's probably not the worst option. You just got to hope, I think he plays settles in defence for the year. Mm. Um plays that kind of loose kind of chopping off sweeper kind of role. role. Yeah, sweeper yeah. role. Um, and then I guess when Paddy Ryder retires as well, so that probably at the end of this season, I think, or is it a three-year deal? I can't remember. Mm, um, sure. Either the end of this year or next year. I think he'll kind of end up playing that backup ruck role as well. So it could be a real Justin Westhoff type that mm. can be serviceable. Um, you All know, around the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, still average, you know, high 70s, low 80s type thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he does turn into that. Yeah. All right, another player. Uh, another player who somehow I own but won't be much longer because he's on my rookie list. He's getting chopped is Chad Warner, um, forward from Sydney. Now he's uh, he was gonna he was sorry, a, a mid last year, moved into forward status this year. Only saw two games of him and they were both twenty point outings. So I think it's hard to make a case for him. I you know, I recruited him last year um, off some good junior numbers, um, and you know, had a bit of confidence that he might get a few more games last year. Didn't he made come our, to fruition. Made our top twenty fantasy draftees last year. Um which we just released for the 2021 version. Don't say that. And he only scored two 20 point games. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying he was. He's building. He'll, he'll, I think he'll come. Sorry, good. I was just trying it's to plug the. I was just oh, trying to plug the uh, the, 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 the member the members only uh, podcast. So um, maybe it's not the best plug for it. Wrong plug. <laughs> um, but look, he was we, low. He was like 19 or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And I, he's got really. He had really good fantasy numbers. Um, yeah. It's just you know the Sons have recruited a couple really good players in Campbell and Golden, who we talk about on this podcast. Um, potentially just a late late forward option. You know, yeah. someone you could rookie or someone get you with your, your last spot just in case he kind of finds some, some game time. The point I was really trying to make was these kind of guys can be late bloomers Correct. as well. So oh, if you only get yeah. two opportunities and yeah. they're kind of scattered, they can battle. But mm. I think generally if you know that a player's got good fantasy numbers, like I reckon 50, 60% of them turn out to be quite similar at AFL yeah. level as well. So he's just one to keep your eye on, put in your black book, maybe yeah. wait a couple of years because if think, he does yeah. start turning on it, he does play the right style of the game if he can get consistent opportunities. I think for someone like him, it hurts with no secondary competition too. Like yeah. these guys, when they, they oh, weren't absolutely. playing AFL, they, were, they couldn't get any you yeah. know any chance to put their hand up. So maybe another year in the the NEFL or the Super VFL, whatever they call yep. it, I think he might be right for the picking uh, 2022. For sure. All right, let's move on to Lockie Fogarty. Uh, he landed at Carlton. So uh, look, why I find him interesting, because he's gained forward status this year, but why I find him interesting is um, Geelong always said, I remember Chris Scott, every interview would say, Lockie Fogarty, he is best played in the midfield. But Geelong just had such a strong midfield that they couldn't really fit him in there. Now, Carlton have a weak midfield, so I reckon there's opportunity here. They've got – well, they've got got Cripps, they've got um, uh, Kerno, and they've got Walsh, all right? Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. Um, The rest kind of are just kind of floaters that run through there. You've got your Matt Kennedy types, you've got your Zach Fishers, you've got your Cunninghams and stuff like that. The rest of the types that float through, there's probably one actually, another main one that I'm missing. But uh, anyway, um, there is opportunity here. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that he actually gets the midfield uh, minutes. Because, you know, think back to – 
couple of years ago, I think it was three years ago, where he played his first season. He basically played every game for Geelong in his uh, in his um, debut season. So the only issue is he did play forward. But what was positive is just a, he's a big tackler. Um, and tackling is one of the strong parts of his game. So, you know, four points every time. So if he can get consistent opportunities to actually make those tackles, he can be handy. He was also another one who was an elite junior fantasy scorer, um, mm. big numbers. Um, so, yeah, another one to just think about. If he actually gets a role that he's suited to, which is a mid-forward role, mm. hopefully he can turn into something decent. So hopefully he gets the opportunity at Carlton and with the added forward status. David Zaharakis case. We'll look at a couple of your bombers here. Um, all right. Is he cooked? Yes. Yeah. Because he's listed as a forward this year. So um, position change to a forward. The only thing that draws me in is just the lack of forwards in the competition. Yep. So you always get sometimes these old dogs that kind of move into new roles that kind of just stand up for the last one or two years and be mm-hmm. serviceable. So if you're contending for a flag and you can take him with a late draft pick, yep. he might offer something, but mm-hmm. I will not hold my breath. I reckon he's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and he's probably one of the guys as a bomber supporter you'd be happy to see out of the team, you know, over a couple of other kids who might be coming through, especially if we're not any good this year. Yeah. Um, so I think he might be, you know, first out if it comes to it. Um, obviously, being a great seven of the club, don't get me wrong. But look, I totally agree with you there. Like if, if he's still around late in a, in a draft pool, throw on at him because he might he – might, you know, produce a few games at least. Yeah. yeah. All right. Keeping on the Bombers theme, Jai Caldwell. Now, he's gained forward status. He actually gained it midway through last year, but I just wanted to throw him in the pod and talk about him just because basically everyone else is talking about him. And so just because you own him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. That said, I'll get into it. I'm not expecting huge things from him, but I'm a bit more contained than others, I think, but we'll get into it. Uh, so, look, he's gained forward status. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, he had mid-status at the start of the year, but uh, gained it mid-year. Um, but I still think you should get on board purely because he's listed as a forward. So, mm-hmm. Essendon want him to play midfield. The thing is, I'm just not expecting huge numbers. I'm not expecting 90s. I'm not expecting 100s or anything like that. I reckon if you if you get average 80, that would mm-hmm. be really a really good number for him. Yep. Um, I reckon it would be more like 75 to 80 around there. Um, and as a forward, I think that would be handy as well. But he just plays that really contested inside game and he's never had a fantasy background. Mm-hmm. So the only reason that people – He's shown anything was his first two, um, his first two, what do you call them, Marsh series games, whatever they're called back then. Mm-hmm. He produced really good numbers in those. Um, looking at his junior numbers, he never averaged over 60, I think. And then last season, I think his best score was in the 70s. So I know it was, you know, coronavirus scoring and stuff mm. like that. But he's never actually had the big numbers in terms of fantasy. Supercoach, on the other hand, I reckon he'd be a gun just on the contested ball. He's probably going to win at Essendon too. So, yeah, there's reason to get excited, especially with the forward status, but he's not going to keep it very long. And I'm not sure how big he's going to go on fantasy. As a Bombers man, how do you feel about Caldwell? Uh, free swing as a fantasy owner yeah. because, you know, if you've got him – as we've talked about it already, the the forwards are very, very light on. Um, you know, you're going to have him as a forward for a year. could be a really good year. You know, an 80 average forward is a massive tick in, yep. in everyone's books. I, I'm excited about to see what he can do. I think he's got a lot of polish, a lot of um, – he just seems very cool, calm and collected under pressure when he's got he the does. footy. So, Notice um, little things this year just when like he was in traffic or, you mm-hmm. know, contested marking situation, he generally come out on top yep. um, and he holds his ground really well too mm-hmm. for a young midfielder. So, yeah, I'm, I reckon he's going to be a very good footballer, just not a start on fantasy. Let's move on to Isaac Smith. So this is he's going forward status, which is big news, I think, for the flag contenders because mm-hmm. um, he's the type of player you should be going after if you do uh, chasing a flag uh, this season. So... I reckon he should get the same role at Geelong, but the thing is there's more competition for points at Geelong. And Geelong are actually one of the better fantasy scoring sides. I was talking to Cam from uh, Draft Doctors about this yesterday. Um, 
he thinks, and a few, a lot of people think actually, Isaac Smith will see a huge boost at Geelong. But I think a little bit differently, just because if you look at their fantasy scoring last year, um, basically there was only their, their top fantasy scorer was Guthrie, I think, and he averaged eighty four. So you look at their numbers, fantasy numbers as a team, and you see that they're really good. But there's just so many mouths to feed. And looking at the outside types, you've got Menegola, you've got Duncan, he pushes out there. You've got Clark that pushes out there. You've even got um, Selwood sometimes plays out in a wing as well. A lot of competition. I'm just really interested to see how they're all going to work. The thing is, though, as well, and this is another thing people are keen on, is he's got a huge tank and he just runs all day. <laughs> so with the decreased interchange, there's lots of talk about that as well. But again, we've seen two interchange decreases in the last 10 years, what, eight years or so. It hasn't really affected the fantasy scoring that much. So I'm a bit sceptical to see if that changes anything. I, I personally think that strength and conditioning just changes and mm-hmm. players prepare for it and fantasy scores generally say the same Mm -hmm. but you never know there might be a tipping point where the uh, interchange numbers get low enough that that does actually have an effect on fantasy scoring so wait and see but I'm not expecting too much more but I think he can do the same thing same type of fantasy scoring at Geelong what do you reckon I agree I think he's just a kind of a genuine lock for most sides as a keeper each year because he's just so consistent like yes he never you know pulls out huge huge scores but you know what you're going to get and I think that's what you need sometimes in a keeper leg correct uh, I'll talk about Jordan Clark, who has gone from a mid to a mid defender, which is one I really, really love. Just hope he can put together a big preseason and get back to that 2019 form, which we saw when he was a rookie. Look, third year breakout, Hef. Um, you love that. You know, I think there should be that spot for him on the halfback flank. I think this could be his year if he can get his body right, uh, get his mind right, because he's got all the tricks of being a very, very good scorer. Um, so if you did stick with him through last year when he really didn't play at all and was a mid only, I think you'll get some reward this yeah. year. Yeah. He does look like the type who could break out in fantasy. He just mm. the Geelong factors, there's so much competition. But, you know, they are really rolling the dice this year. They've got a pretty old side in. It'd probably be one of the oldest in the comp, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, I think Hawthorne have now, are now not, not the oldest side anymore. So, uh, yeah, let's wait and see. It's probably just Sean Bergwijn bringing that number up, though, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's wait and see. Um, but, yeah, he does look like the type. If he gets the right opportunity and the right role, can be conducive. Uh, Sam Simpson, so big hype with him last year, listed as a forward as he spent the last part of the season playing as a forward. Um Played in the midfield in his first few games last season, though, as well. But my issue is I just don't think he's best 22 with Higgins and Smith coming into the side. Um, and even if he does play, I reckon it's just going to be a forward role. So it's, I don't think there's that much value there. There will be a bit of hype um, because of that big 100-plus that he scored in that first mm-hmm. game where he, I think a lot of the Geelong midfielders are out um, yep. and injured. So there will be a bit of hype there. I'm just saying don't get sucked into it. Worth a late pick, don't get me wrong, but just don't sell the farm. To get mm-hmm. Mid to late pick, but yeah, just don't sell the farm and go early on him. Agreed. Right. Okay. Um, Connor Butterick, he's listed as a mid-forward last season. Now he's a defender this season. So he played defence all year, so it makes sense. Uh, looking at his scoring, it's nothing special. You know, he's scoring like 40s and 50s every game, but he just does interest me purely for his underage scoring. Average big numbers in the 29 NAB League, playing as a midfielder though. So um, I think there is potential as a defender, but it might take a few years. Like if you look at someone like Caleb Daniel, took mm-hmm. two or three years to come on. Mm-hmm. I think he's very similar to Caleb Daniel, just in the way he plays, his height, all that sort of stuff, yep. um, and the type of role he's probably going to play going forward. Mm-hmm. And he's got similar type of skills and um, similar type of ball-winning ability. It's just 
is going to be a weight factor. So yep. you're probably going to wait another two years, but I reckon after, you know, into his third, fourth year, I reckon he's going to be uh, around the mark. So just someone to put in the black book and wait and see what happens. Yeah, 2020 plus, 2022. Yeah, maybe even 23. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Lockie Weller, um, he loses defender status. He's a midfield only this year. So I don't know why he's in this spot. This is the gain section. Silly hef. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about it now. Um, this hurts a lot of people, um, but it puts him on the cusp of uh, the keepers um, and mm. see uh, how, you know, whether he's worth keeping. He averaged 65 last year, which is a, a BCV of uh, 82. Um, yeah, but he goes from being your second best defender to probably your worst mid now. So yeah, I can't hurts. see him, uh, you know, I can't see him getting the defender status back anytime soon. Do you either. keep him? Uh, yeah, because if like it depends on how strong your midfield is. But if he's your your sixth midfielder, your seventh midfielder, um, then you keep him. If he's lower than that, then give him the chop. Yep. All right. Sorry about that. We talked about a loss, not a gain. But anyway, we'll move on to another person who's gained a position. Is Oleg Markov? He's gained defender status. Um, so reflective of his actual position that he was playing a bit last year in the last few seasons um, when he was playing VFL and stuff like that. So I do like him as an option if you need a defender because there is really an opening with him. I guess Harbour is still on the list, but he's been rookie listed and kind of told he probably won't be playing unless there's a huge emergency with injuries. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hanley retired as well. So I think there is a bit of a, a hole there because both of those guys played pretty consistently last year. Mm -hmm. But he will be competing with Atkins for a spot too. I don't know if there's much competition there. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how he even scores anyway with Bose and Lukosius in there as well as their kind of main ball users coming out of defence. Yeah, I think uh, Markov might be a bit more of the running type, whereas yeah. Bose and Lukosius are a bit more of the, you know, precision mm. kicks and stuff out of defence. So they might deploy him as that, you know, Overlap. kind of Hanley, highbrow runner kind of type. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes of that. Do they put Atkins back there too? So um, yeah, he's one that um, wouldn't surprise me if he really does blossom. What's obvious is Gold Coast have identified a gap yep. and they need to fill it with one of those two players. Mm -hmm. So just keep an eye on what happens there. I think yep. I know we're talking about position changes, but keep an eye on Atkins too mm. pre-season. There is actually going to be a Marsh series this year, which is good. We actually mm. get a bit of an idea of where people are going to be playing. So that's good. So keep an eye on those two and see who's kind of looking to take that role. Mm -hmm. There could be some value there. Yeah, um, I'm going to bring home the additions here. Start with Will Brody, who has had forward status added. Now, it's honestly like champion data are trying to make fantasy coaches suckers by giving Will Brody <laughs> forward status. Like he played one game last year, which was round one, and then we never saw him again. And all of a sudden, he's got forward status. How does that even work? Oh, I forgot he even existed, to be honest. Um, I just It's just like, one of the craziest ones. So he's play, played one game yeah. and champion data got, nah, you're a mid forward now. Did he play out forward for that game? I, I think he no, did. I don't know. I, I reckon idea, he did. Like, so they go, oh, you, need, but, you know, like when you get yeah. and um, when you get additions in Oldman Footy or something, it's like, oh, they've got to do it for three weeks. They've got to do it for Mate. six weeks. Coronavirus, everything goes out you know, 60 minutes and he's been added uh, forward. So, look, obviously, um, there's lots of talk. He's burning up the track. He is a classic, you know, preseason king. But uh, just, um, yeah, just um, come to him with caution. You okay. know, we don't, I don't, I still don't know if he's best 22 at Gold Coast. Nah, no way. <laughs> so, like, he might work into it, but at this point in time, he's not. Just the Jew factor. He's hated. Yeah. He's like Fiorini. Just on the outer. Correct. Yeah. Um, another guy who's uh, got forward status added is Tom Scully. So, super relevant now. I think uh, Tom Phillips arriving at Hawthorne uh, hurts him even more. Look, he just plays his role. He'll probably, you know, still get a spot on that wing, but he just uh, isn't the fantasy player he 
was back when he was at Melbourne. So um, deep depth only if you are looking at him. So don't get too sucked into that forward status, even though it is um, a bit bleak there. And lastly is the Mars Bolter. Noah Bolter um, went from ruck forward to back status. So um, a big move, but obviously rightfully so. Um, very, very good defender. I just think his, um, his go is a bit more, um, you know, uh, lockdown, that yeah, kind of, of thing. So, um, look, he had a 55 BCV average last year. So, just not capable. Um, just really back up if you do need some someone who's going to play each week and you just want someone you can lock in as, a, as an emergency each week. Mars Bolter. I was actually mm. listening to the Mars Bolter last night, my dog walk. So, it's funny that it comes up like that. Didn't. Haven't listened to him in years or heard the name in years. Great and band. now it's two days in a, <laughs> in a row. That's crazy. Um, but with Bolter, um, the only thing I like – uh, is that he does take a few contested marks. Yeah. So he could turn into one of those key defenders that is quite handy, someone like a Robbie Tarrant mm. or something like that um, that can kind of score from time to time on the back of those type things. Plus, not, he doesn't take too many kickouts, I don't think. That's what Tarrant no. does. That's different. Yeah. But still, um, can take a few marks and stuff like that as well. So, yeah. Anyways, we'll move on to the players that have lost uh, forward status. Oh, sorry, lost status. This next guy has lost uh, forward status. He has. And that is, of course, your boy, Ben Keys. What's going on there? It's, oh, you're pointing at the screen because yeah. you want me to use the 2G4P. Yes. Now, he did get made 2G4P last season. But that's purely because you didn't want me talking about him each week. Pretty much. But now he loses mid status. Uh, is he still 2G4P? As a mid only? Uh, look. I'm torn. The answer is no, case. I'm torn because I love him so much. Is he a keeper? Probably not. What did he average? What did he actually average? Uh, was it 70 something? We said no, no, it was 60 something. Because um, we said he had to have an 80 average to be 2G4P. And I think he got it up to like the 64 mark. So I think that was um, I think that was the criteria for 2G4P. So Case is quickly looking it I'm up. Looking he just went side. past it. I reckon he's up there a bit more. Ben Keys, uh, 63.8. So rounds up to 64. So that's the sole per- the sole reason he got 2G4P. Now, as a midfielder, you cannot claim that as 2G4P no, as a midfielder. Sorry. Uh, so don't use that. <laughs> don't use that. Graphic, I just do it every time I say yeah. 2G4P. Look, I, uh, I have him on my rookie list, so he's an easy hold or upgrade for me just purely because of that. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know. I still think there's a bit of growth in him, but will he become a, an out and out keeper long-term? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but still, I think he's going to be very, very serviceable. And look, if you can pinch him, like I can't see anyone knocking him out of the Crows best 22 next year. I can see all those midfielders that they drafted coming no way. in and knocking him out. He's the heart <laughs> and soul. Heart and soul. I reckon he might have. Was he like third in the best and fairest, man? You don't just drop someone like that. Oh, look, I know third in the best and fairest, but like they were so terrible. And he was brought in as like a stopgap to like bridge the gap between these Mate, young he was players a very, coming very good junior. They've just absolutely got a diamond in the rough. No, I don't Benny Keys. I'm sticking with you, buddy. I can't wait to clip that and put it on the socials and put it up to the uh, the jury, the followers to decide. It's pretty funny though, like the the, the fans out there, I guess the listeners out there, um, I don't know about fans, people that tolerate us, uh, the listeners out there, um, they it's kind of very divided out there and it, you can tell who the Keys owners are mm-hmm. out there as well and it's very funny. And we're a proud bunch. <laughs> I he's, know you are. He's done us proud. You are loud and proud. Yeah. You're basically like Trump supporters. Hey, uh, hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much better taste. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, let's move on to some more losses. Uh, Chase Jones, uh, boo-hoo, mm. mid only. So if you're wondering how this guy could get any less appealing 
This is it. Yeah. He loses his forward status. Does he go undrafted in some league? Oh, no, he'll definitely go drafted. You reckon? I would take him super late. I would you not just like, fucking take him at all. He needs to put on some massive size. He's coming into his third year. It's like he's running out of chances from like a real footy perspective and a fantasy footy perspective. I think- look, Even Crow supporters I talk to don't want him in the side. Yeah, I know. That's tough. <laughs> and they don't like turning on their own. Uh, late. Got to take him late. All right. Oscar McInerney, he loses forward status, which is a, a big blow for those who played him actually as a forward. So mm. a lot of people had um, like a decent second ruck if they had him. So you didn't draft him as your first ruck, that's for sure, yep. at the start of last year. So they'd have like a, you know, a, a Stefan Martin that they probably had there and then were playing both of them when they did play. They probably just had someone as well to go along with him because he did mm. have the forward status. Um, look, without Steph, he's obviously going to be the number one ruck, which is great, but uh, if he – doesn't have forward status, um, then he's probably a little bit less valuable. But if you've got two good rucks at least, then you could um, you might have some trade currency there Correct. as yeah. well. Because you know McInerney might well he is actually going to be valuable. In well, a he trade put up some year. good numbers. Yeah, absolutely. He put so, up some good numbers. Yeah, he's actually a pretty viable option given the scarcity of rucks as well. So mm-hmm. I don't mind him as a fantasy option. It just sucks he loses forward status because yeah. there would be a lot of people out there uh, hoping he'd get that. Mm. Um, let's move on. Yeah, Darcy Parrish loses forward status and is now a mid only. This is a serious warning for all. All coaches out here. Now, there is no hiding for Darcy whatsoever. You've got to pull your socks up, son. I think he's heading into his sixth season of footy. Last year, he put up a personal best average, which was an 81 BCV. Yeah. So, he's, you know, he was always that, oh, he's, he's a forward. He's fine. He's doing his thing. Look, mate, he's on the borderline of not being capable. And I know that because it's kind of crazy because people always think Parrish is quite a good player but yeah he's an 80 average midfielder yeah so like he's your m5 m6 maybe m7 yeah. you know so it's just this is a, a genuine question i think there's gonna be a lot of people who keep him purely based on you know potential or whatever but you know what have we seen over the last five years yeah not a lot it's um funny you talk about it like um now he's a mid only it's like mm-hmm. affecting his real football yeah <laughs> it's like it you're does. Gone, yeah. if you don't fucking pull your socks up exactly <laughs> he probably will still flat up forward a little bit just probably not enough to um to be fantasy in that you get in fantasy another one you haven't put in here half i think we're, i think you're talking about him later is devin smith who loses forward status too he's a mid only yeah, sorry. I th- oh, yeah, I did do it. I did mm. forget, but I deleted him because I thought he had um, back status, but he didn't. So, he yeah. didn't, which yeah, hurts. Yeah. Um, but I think you've got a question about him later so we can discuss him then. Yeah, another one of these guys who is around that mark when they're good as a you know a DPP, but when they're not- Yeah, it's a bit interesting. Danger times. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll answer them. My thoughts on uh, Devin Smith a bit later on in the questions. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to some guys that are 2G, 4P. So, uh, no real surprises here. Adam Cherub, Andrew Brayshaw, just- um, Gonna really miss talking about these guys on the podcast, but uh, they both lose their defender and this is the last status. time you're allowed to talk about them. Unless they get really shit again, which you're probably kind of hoping for. I would love they that. might get two G four. I would P. love that. Um, but uh, especially Brayshaw. But um, anyway, look, surprise, surprise, they've lost their um, respective DPP positions, mm-hmm. but they play midfield now, so mm-hmm. no surprises there. I just thought we'd mention it just in case anyone has been living under a rock and miss that news. It's a sad day for the Keep League podcast. They are gone from the <laughs> podcast. Um, Blake Akers, so he's lost hit forward status last year, didn't he? So he's lost that. Um, yeah, it's, it sucks because he was pretty disappointing on the back of last mm-hmm. year. Um, sorry, disapp- that's disappointing on the back of last year because he had a great finish to the season. Um, does he offer value still as a mid-case, do you think? Same kind of position as a Darcy Parrish or something like that. Yeah. You know, like these guys who are great 
great keepers as a forward or a back or something yeah. like that. But, you know, like a lot of people's midfields run very deep. Yeah. And, you know, if, especially if you're playing seven midfielders, you obviously you sneak in there. But if you're playing five or six in utilities, you can probably still make a case for him. But at the same time, it's it's tough. I still think, um, yeah, he does um, offer something just purely because I don't think it's really certain where who the best midfielders are, sorry, who the best wingmen are for Fremantle. They mm-hmm. ran so many players yep. um, through them last year. You know, you got your Aishas, uh, the, the other guy. Bewley. Yeah, Bewley. There's another one I'm missing as well who had fours. Dusty Tucker was on there oh, a Tucker. little bit as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so I don't think they've really, um, really decided who the best option is there. So he offers a bit of potential there. So that's the only thing that kind of I, you know, would be holding on to hope for that he does get that same role because it can be quite fantasy friendly if he gets mm-hmm. it. Speaking of which, uh, Darcy Tucker, um, he has lost forward status as well. He had a pretty significant hamstring injury last year, but then losing the forward status on top of that hurts. Started the year well though, but then tapered off, then got injured. So yep. I think it brings him back to almost your borderline of your, your say, you know, you yeah. keep 16 like us. He brings, yep. it brings it back to the borderline. May sneak over the line, but I wouldn't be expecting too much as a mid only. Well, I think like last year in our draft, he went round two, round three. Round one. Round one. Yeah. You know, like, and that's probably yeah. fair enough because yeah. he's- Four on status. His, on his, yeah, yeah. But, you know, now probably drops down to a four or five because on his day, he's a great- scorer yeah it's just when do you see that that's the question yeah uh another guy james Aish, my boy i talked up last year and delivered uh, he was a defender last year now he is a mid so look he's not capable he's a 77 bcv mid uh more than handy depth player i think that um he's locked his spot in that um Fremantle side mainly on the wing as we talked about it before but i think if i was building towards a flag which hopefully i'm next year you take him as a depth player um you know hopefully slot in as an m7 or a utility or something like that um i don't think i can see him getting that back status back i think he's going to be mainly on that wing so um just a, a guy you can take mid-round and and chuck your team up with some some depth yeah good good depth good cover um brandon parfit he loses forward status he averaged 68.5 last season which is actually pretty reasonable mm. if he had forward status um but it's hard to really take as a mid only um, I do think, like, if, he's, if you're wondering if he's on the borderline, it still does kind of tip you over to your, your mid five, six, seven kind mm. of range, which isn't the worst thing. You, you need those in your team and everyone's got them. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does get the forward status back at some stage. The only thing, like, because with Higgins and Smith, um, I do think uh, Higgins is probably going to play a fair bit forward next year, though, as well. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I reckon his scoring is definitely going to dip next season just with all the ins yeah. as well. Um, so it's a bit hard, but I still think he's worth keeping as your last mid or, you know, second last mid. Mm-hmm. But... Um, don't be expecting too much more, that's for sure. I think a lot of people will keep him on on potential too. I think yeah. he can get there and, you know, Geelong's midfield is ageing and they keep toughing up with these other good players, but they're old as well. So, you know, potentially in a year or two, he could just rock it up and, you know, be a, a genuine prime mover in that midfield. I just hope he gets those um, Post Malone cornrows back. Mm-hmm. I really miss those. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, Zach Tui, mid only. So, loses back status probably for the first time in his 10-year career, which is a real head scratcher Is he anything other than a defender? Like, seriously. I don't know how he lost it. Played like, 15 minutes on the wing and lost it. Well, look, he's 31 years old. He's a mid only. He's got an 82 BCV, which is damn good as a defender. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, as a 31-year-old midfielder, not really capable this one is going to hurt a lot of fantasy coaches who would have, you know, locked him in as a defender for next year, one of your four or whatever, your three that you keep. Yeah. No longer. My question is, will someone like Ultimate Footy come to the rescue and, you know, give someone like Zach Tui defender status back or, be, uh, you know, DPP? Because his, his is one of the ones that just honestly shocked me when I saw this. Yeah. Um, for those who are kind of new to the game, we're only starting Keeper League. So Ultimate Footy do about an extra 10 DPPs. Yeah. They add DPP onto about 10 or so players, 15 players. They don't... Um, 
they don't do it to anyone who's already DPP, mm-hmm. but someone like Tui, who's a mid-only, may get defender status. Yep. Yep. I think they do come to the rescue. Um, I just cannot picturing him playing anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate footy's whole thing is when you think of a player, what yeah. position are they? Yeah. And Zach too is a defender. Yeah. So, like, I think he gets it back. Yeah. One of the first ones read out, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, another guy who loses uh, DPP is Jack Lacocious. So, he's a defender only this year. Look, well forwards are light on. Um, I don't think it really hurts coaches. Yes, it would be great to have him as a, um, you know, back forward DPP. But end of the day, he was really blossoming as a very, very handy fantasy defender. So, um, genuine keeper in my opinion. I think he's only going to keep developing. Um, look, we could see him swung forward at the Gold Coast and maybe get it added. But for me, I'd be more than comfortable keeping Lacocious the defender long term. Yeah, especially towards the back end of last season. He started producing some really good numbers. Mm-hmm. And just they want the ball in his hands because he uses it so well. Yeah. I'm just disappointed never going to see him as a key forward. Mm. It sucks because that's what he was drafted as and that's what, you know, we saw him as a junior in South but Australia. He's really, here. really good at oh, what he yeah, does. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, he's a gun. Good one there, Gold Coast. Could pick up. <laughs> Hopefully he requests a trade back to SA one day. Anyway, um, Jai Simkin, uh, mid only this year, loses forward status. It was always going to happen though. Mm-hmm. Um, a few people out there on the socials are really worried about Cunnington coming back. Um, Higgins goes out though. Um, so I think I might actually answer this. I think there's a listener question, so I might skip what I'm about to say until then. Mm. But look, there's a, a few midfielders that, midfielders that come in as well, like uh, for the draftees, so Will Phillips and Tom Powell. But they could go forward as well, so they both have the potential to play up there as well. Um, they could form a rotation up forward, which means he might get that forward status back too. If he does go forward though, I don't think it'd be good for his fantasy scoring though. So I think he's just a locked midfielder, but yep. he won't be a bad midfielder no. so just give him time and be patient he is basically their best midfielder now yeah like quality wise i know cunnington's a great you know ball oh, and that kind of thing Jay difference in there mate yeah but <laughs> simkin is a genuinely classy player so yeah, i think I you know you um you want to lock in simkin for a long time because i think yeah. he's got the goods don't stress about losing forward status for those no. people out there. No. Anyway. all good all good players lose their forward status you know yeah once upon a time jack mccray was the center forward yeah you know the real um, art is kind of picking a player that has forward status in the year he's going to lose it that's mm. and you need to time it you need to get a few of those players yep um, most flags are kind of won on the back of that happening, yep. I find. So it's just something you got to think about. Uh, Luke Davies, Uniac, is a mid-only, so losing the forward status hurts him. But, look, I think with a guy like him, you're taking a risk drafting him anyway, whether he's got forward status or mid status. I think he was really starting to build nicely last year. One, I have my eye on, and one, I have my eye on regardless of status. I think he could be one of the guys who takes a big jump um, up 2021. So um, keep your eye on him. Yes, obviously, it would be nice for him to have um, forward, but I still think regardless, he's one you need to have in your plans going forward. Sure. Uh, Shane Edwards, midfielder only. Uh, look, Titch is ageing like a fine red wine. Uh, losing that defender status does hurt him, but uh, at, his, his, at his age, he's always going to be one of those guys thrown back into the pool um, just purely because he's, what, 33-odd. Um, look, But he'll definitely have his admirers, admirers um, and looks, again, to be a great depth player to your fantasy side. I think he could easily slot into a M6, M7 mid, spot in your t- side or a handy utility uh, he's just playing his role week in week out it doesn't look to be slowing down either so one I think you can take with a lot of confidence in a in a draft for sure yeah I think so too uh, Jimmy Robottom loses forward status unfortunately the uh, free swing is gone for my boy Robottom look he had a passable 2020 um, but holding centre forward would have been very very nice um, look it's his third year breakout year I just think for me, he's one of those guys you can't afford to drop because I think he could boom. He's on that, you know, I suppose, dry Simpkin kind of level where, you know, like he's, he's, 
he's only a few games away from being that 80, 90 metres of third year kid. Big call. No, I think I'm pretty keen on him. Like, and, and that's why I'd be more than comfortable keeping him even though he loses forward status. Yeah, I just find he sometimes just struggles to find the thing. As much, but with you know, who would have known Jai Simpson would have broken out this quickly as well? Yeah, kind of similar, but uh, it does is kind of similar, but I don't know. I think Sydney but, just don't play the same sort of style that's going to yeah, get in there. But for me, I think someone like Robert Williams, you go, oh, he's lost DPP and then delist him, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah don't delist. and then and yeah. then you're screwed because he ends up becoming a, a good midfielder. So I think yeah, only delist if your team's super strong, yeah, I'd, I'd implore like you to retain, yeah. Uh, this guy is definitely uh, 2G4P, and that is uh, Jordan Dawson. Can't my two G four P button's not working. God damn. Good. <laughs> but anyway, computers agreeing. He's, he's lost. Um, he's <laughs> lost uh, DPP uh, status. Uh, so he had forward status last year, which hurts a few with flexibility. Um, so yeah, like I said, probably not worth mentioning because he's two G four P. But he could get it back because um, we did see him go forward for a few games last year, and he actually scored really well when he went mm. up there because he actually kicks goals. Mm. So he could get it back. I think he's more likely to eventually add mid status mm-hmm. um, once a few of the older ones kind of retire. Well, there's only two old ones left really, but once they retire, he might be used more um, a bit in there. But um, yeah, I think as a defender, he's going to be serviceable still. Yeah, but it's just it hurts your flexibility. That's all. Correct. Who am we talking about next? Paddy Lipinski. That's right. Um, all right. So, Paddy Lipinski, he loses forward status. He moved up to the wing last season when he played. Um, but, yeah, with Trelaw coming in, there's just so many midfielders there now. One so of many. someone like Trelaw or someone like McRae is going to get pushed out there most likely. So, I could see you could see him push back forward if he is in the best 22. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he is in their best 22. We went through their forward line yesterday. Uh, I think Lipinski's a gun, man. I think he's, he's a gun. I just... Uh, Fantasy-wise, definitely. I don't know. Like, the forward line is quite good. Like, why, would, why didn't he play last year if that's the case? The Bev factor, I guess. Um, the beverage factor. I don't know. Um, if he does if he does play this year, I think it is up forward. Um, but does his fantasy scoring stay the same? He needs that kind of mid, little bit of midfield rotation to kind of boost that fantasy scoring up. Hopefully, it's a same role as before. But I personally can't see it happening just with how strong the midfield is and how their forward line looks kind of, you know, locked. I mm. think this year as well. So for the time being, especially with Hayden coming in too, just as another player that probably jumps ahead of him. Mm. Uh, I have to wait and see. But um, look, if he plays, he could be good. But if he doesn't play, which is probably most likely, um, yeah, it's going to hurt a bit. And the last one, loses forward status, is Bailey Smith. No surprises there. Only played forward in his first season to really ease him into it, coming off injury as a junior um, and then to kind of ease him into the midfield. He's in that midfield full-time now, so no surprises there. But Bailey Smith loses forward status. And that is the uh, that's the uh, wrap-up of the, um, the wrap. position changes, I guess. Well, mm. not the wrap of the podcast, but yeah, that's it. Uh, anyone uh, there that you kind of – get excited about whether it be for a gain or is there any one that you kind of um, you're a bit hurt by losing uh, position status DPP status um, I think the one that, not personally but I think it really hurts Darcy Parrish I think he is real danger um, obviously soft spot for Benny Keys, but uh, look I don't think he's as relevant as someone like um, Parrish but yeah I think going through the additions I do like if Jordan Jordan Clark can get back to his best. I think that him getting defender status is is really handy. Um, and Josh Battle was just a really interesting one in terms of does he become a lot more relevant as a as a mid forward in a year where forwards are very light on. 
Yeah. I think for, for mine, just Jordan Dawson really fucks my forward line, not having him. But then Caldwell gaining it kind of helps. So Very handy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Before we get into the listener questions, uh, we'll talk about the membership. So uh, for those who don't know, we have a membership program that runs off of our website. And basically, if you enjoy the episodes we put out weekly um, and want to give back a little bit to help us kind of progress and grow and cover a few costs, um, you can sign up as a member. Um, and if you do sign up as a member and choose to support the podcast, um, we give back a few bonus resources and extra episodes and things like that. So right now on the website, we have just put up the national draft and the rookie draft fantasy numbers for every player taken um, from their respective state league. So you can actually get a gauge on how they perform fantasy wise. And now in the past, they've gen- it's generally a pretty good indicator of mm. how they go in the yep. AFL eventually. You know, it might not be first year, second year, but they generally turn out to be quite similar. Um, I think, you know, the majority do. So the majority of those that actually make it anyway. Um, so they're up there but to kind of make it a bit easier we've broken down all the top fantasy scorers in our um, top fantasy draftees mini episode which we recorded mm-hmm. earlier in the week so um yeah if you wanted to sign up and gain access to all of those um they're up on our website now just had to keeperleaguepod.com.au and click on the membership tab at the top um but basically if you haven't renewed for um 2021 um basically now's the time um because we've got a heap of stuff coming out over the next few months if you're not sure how to renew just log into your account page um click on subscriptions and then click the big subscribe button on there so resubscribe there and um we'll kind of lay off reading out the gold members until the because this Mm. isn't really an official pre-season episode it's just just kind of an end of year thing yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so we'll wait until it gets to the main pod where all the listeners are listening and uh yeah now, Hef, yep. with the prospectus not being printed yeah. next year. Where are you going to get your uh, draft? Seriously, <laughs> these stats uh, are what some of the stuff that you usually find in that book. So yep. um, with that not out at the moment, and who knows what um, Champion Data are doing. I, if you if you love your rookie stats and some bits and pieces yep. like that, um, this is the one place to go get it for you know, a pretty cheap price. I'll drop, a, I'll drop a few people that have signed up just mm-hmm. as a bit of a suit. So these are people that have like actually paid. We haven't just given um, free mm-hmm. subscriptions. We don't give mm-hmm. free subscriptions unless it's a competition or whatever. Warning from the um, warning from DT Talk slash um, the AFL Fantasy Traders podcast. Mm. Paid up subscriber. Legend. The big one, mm. the big one that I we saw come through the other day was Selby Lee Steer, the two-time winner of AFL Fantasy, um, and he finished in the top fifty at least again this year. I was thinking it was even higher than that, probably top thirty. He signed up to get the rookie numbers as well. Hell yeah. Sorry if you didn't want that public, Selby, but probably doesn't even listen to the pod anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's signed, he signed up. So you know, if it's good enough for the pros. Hey, think about it. It's good enough for you guys. <laughs> no. But yeah, look, it's just a handy resource and it's yeah. one there that's ready and raring to go for you. And so. there's plenty more coming throughout the season that yep. uh, numbers that you'll find hard to get anywhere else. So, yeah, if you want to support us, jump on board. And thank you for those who have already. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's get stuck into the listener questions. Now, Kays, you were a bit busy last night, so mm-hmm. I went through and did the research. So this yep. is going to be um, let's grill Hef time. It's basically ask, ask Hef. Hef. Yep. All right, so listen to questions. First one coming in from at Russ2468. Who are the mids that just missed out on DPP status that could gain it early next season? All right, just realized I did not research this one. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this one off the top of my head. you're doing this research, man. <laughs> I did. I just missed that question. Um, all right, so off the top of my head, I'm thinking, well, there's talk of um, 
I know this is not missed out on DPP status, but there's talk of Dyson Heppel going back mm. and playing in the defence, um, especially with Caldwell coming in. Um, players that I think, yeah, well, we talked about Lipinski before. If he does go, mm-hmm. forty could get there. Um, I think, I personally think, and there's a chance of this, um, that uh, Brandon Ellis, you could find him in defence at some stage, especially if these new recruits don't work out. There's a lot of wing types in there um, mm. that could actually go back in there. I think Parfit was one we talked about earlier. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't think there's too many more I can think Devin of. Devin Smith's of my head. another one for me. Yeah. We'll Devin, him oh, that's later. right. We're talking him later. Devin Smith is definitely someone that yep. could potentially get the – he will get – I'm going to say right now he will get DPP. Status. And obviously Zach Tui will get it too. And that too. So there's a few there. Um, yeah. So we'll keep those in there for you. All right. On to the, the actual – How's your head? How's on to the actual yeah. research yeah, question? Yeah. All right. All right. At Bangers and Mash 85, please rank and discuss Myers – Bolton, Fritch, and Stevenson for me. Now, Kaz, I want your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my four, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. yours might be a little bit different. Yeah. But um, I think it will be a little bit different. So, I'm thinking Shy Bolton top. He mm-hmm. retained forward status. Amazing. That's incredible. Yep. I was saying no way to a lot of people. Now, yep. I look like an idiot. Thanks, AFL. Um, then he's my top one because he's got the forward status. Yep. Jane Stevenson, I like purely because of the new club factor. Yep. I reckon he's got a point to prove. Yep. Going to North, who he's going to be one of the better players. I think he's going to be one of the only players. Yep. And yep. he's still a forward, so I think mm-hmm. that's a great option. Yep. Then I think Ryan Myers. Yep. Um, I think he will progress slowly. I just think there's a lot of competition there. Higgins comes in, scares me a bit. Mm-hmm. And then Fritch last for mine. What do you think? What's your opinion on that? I think you've actually nailed it. Yeah. Sweet. And because of all those reasons, I think there's still a lot of growth in Myers. Um, yep. Look, it just he just – keeps getting crucified by the fact that Geelong keep bringing in experienced, you know, older mids and will never kind of get that yeah. jump into the midfield that I think he deserves. Like, it was like playing like – Ablett was playing like his kind of yeah. role last year and yeah. then Higgins comes in it, yeah. But I think if you've got all four of them, I think, you know, you easily keep three of them with a fair bit of confidence, I think. For sure. Yeah. Fritch is someone who kind of winds up in drafts each year. So yeah. Yeah. he's generally quite gettable even if you still want him. Uh, another question from at Bangers and Mash 85. Keep one of Weller, Lipinski or Blakely. All lost DPP and my current order is listed and my current order is as listed. Sorry. Yeah, so he wants either Weller, Lipinski or Blake, uh, mm-hmm. Blakely. I love Lipinski, but I'm just not sure he's best 22. So go with Weller because there's no point keeping someone who may not play. Weller will play each week. So. I'm massive on Lipinski. Yeah, I'd be keeping right. him. So I look, I think you can't go wrong keeping one of those first two. I think uh, unfortunately Blakely. Connor Blakely is as a mid only this year is a, just an untouchable. Oh, and um, who knows what he's, you know, off-field. Well, there's lots of rumours about his off-field. It's not really true. I don't know if it's any of it. It's true, but he's just not in the side for a lot of the year. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a long way to come back and earn yeah. the respect of both real coaches and fantasy coaches, I think. Yeah. Uh, at Trav014, Isaac Smith and Tom Phillips, what sort of output are you expecting from those two? So for Phillips, look, I'm probably expecting mid to high 80s average, getting back to his old Collingwood role. With his no 2019 numbers. So yeah. those numbers were like around the 90 mark, weren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Um, so I think he could crack the 90 again, um, but I think he should just jump into the Isaac Smith's role essentially and play that. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent fantasy um, spot and he is actually quite good at playing that role. Um, probably better at fantasy scoring than Smith is actually as well when he gets um, going. Probably yep. just not as good a footballer. Um, but yeah, Smith, a lot of people expect different things. So we talked about the reduced interchange. People are looking at guys like him that have the big tanks. They think they're going to go huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit different just because of the how many mouths they feed to at Geelong. Yep. There's a lot of them. I think his best average, um, the best average at Long Geelong was last year was 84. So we mentioned that earlier too. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, I think you go pretty similar 
to what he did at Hawthorne, just around the 80 mark, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Ben, which Carlton forwards are worth looking at? Apart from Martin, who's a standout, you've got Cunningham, Fogarty, Nunes, Fisher, Kennedy, Gibbons. They all appear to have some upside. There's all a lot of the similar kind of players they have. So, yeah, they are. But the big one for me is Kennedy retained forward status, even though he pretty much only played in the midfield last year. So I, I I had him, I picked him up in our mid-season draft and I was a big fan of him before he got injured because um, he was scoring really well. Mm. Who's not a fan of big fantasy scorers? Good fantasy scorers. Dumb coaches. Um, but yeah, look, he with a full pre-season under his belt because he was injured for a lot of the start of last year, I think he will be a good option, but I just don't think he'll have forward status for long because mm-hmm. I think he will play inside. Plus, um, there might be a few different midfield types. Um, we talked about Fogarty going in there. There's also Jack Carroll drafted, who I think will get a, a bit of an opportunity yep. there next season. So I don't know how long it will last, but I think he's actually a good option. Um, but yeah, I also like Fogarty as well, just because you know played midfield, elite juniors. We talked about it all can tackle. Mm-hmm. Talked about it all before, so I like them. Um, there is uh, one that's not there, and that's Kerno. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You're a big Kerno fan, guys. Do you think he's he's cooked, didn't he? Charlie Kerno probably yeah. won't play this year. I don't yeah, think. yeah. I think his knees again. are completely cooked. Yeah, yeah. So they've obviously ruled that one out. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Crotty, Fritz Smith, straight mid in classic. Wonder which way UF will go. Okay, so Fritzy Smith, he played defence quite a bit in the end of last year, didn't he? Yeah. You're a Bombers man. What do you think? I was shocked he didn't actually get back status. Yeah, um, and he could be one that Ultimate may give it to just as a bit of a, a gift, a little Christmas gift. But mm. look, for me, Hef, uh, I think Essendon knew that they were going to lose Saad. They were going to, well, McKenna went. And I thought they kind of got to the point where like, oh, we've, he's our guy that we can put back in the halfback flank as our running mover who can use it pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I think they kind of preempted that. And that's why he played those last kind of four or six games in defense. Yeah. Um, I'd be shocked if he doesn't start there again next year. You know, we've got, we talked about, you know, Parrish, Caldwell. They're probably more likely to go up forward and play and don't need, uh, Smith to play that role. So yeah. I think he'll be a defender, but maybe come, you know, round three, round six next year. I'm pretty confident of that. All right, moving on. Uh, Stu Ward, outside of the big dogs of Danger, Dunkley, Sidebottom, etc., what forwards out there are worth chasing? Well, there's a lot because um, in Keeper League- Anyone that's got a forward yeah. status is yeah, <laughs> yeah, you generally chasing. In Keeper Leagues, you generally draft over 50 of them. So there's a bigger, big open-ended question there. I'm just going to say one thing though. Yes. Get on board, Jai Caldwell. So you're super hot on him. <laughs> Not super hot in his fantasy career. I just love him. So uh, I reckon he's worth owning and he'll probably be in a few drafts as well. So yeah, uh, yeah I'd say Caldwell- I think he's worth chasing, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that um, we touched on him earlier. I think Zach Bailey is one who I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of jumps out and yeah. take his game to a bit of an next level, showed some signs last year. Yeah. Um, potentially might not be in as many people's radars. So Your call um, on Bailey was good last year. Yeah. I think you picked that one. Handy, and, handy uh, player. Yeah, like, you know, he showed glimpses. Didn't set the world on fire, but yeah. showed some glimpses. But that's all you need from a, a young kid. Mid-season, I thought he was just going to skyrocket. Yeah, same. And yeah. It would, I think maybe another pre-season yeah. under the belt. Who knows? Next year could be the year. Yeah. Uh, last question for the pod. Taylor Q, with Return of Cullington, will we see a dip in Jai Simpkins' scoring? I got onto this tangent earlier because I thought of the question as I was answering yeah. that question. But um, the play, I don't, I'm not super worried about Simpkin because with Cullington out, the guy I think we saw the biggest bump was um, Jed Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I'm really worried about him, if anything. Um, and he plays a similar inside kind of grunt type role. But it's North Melbourne, man. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, you've got rookie midfielders coming in. They'll get a run. New coach. Higgins traded out, definitely helps all the midfielders kind of get a bit more responsibility. But look, who knows, man? Wait and see. I, I'm not too worried about Simkin. He's a gun junior player. I think he's only going to go upwards from here. Mm-hmm. If he does kind of, I reckon if any, the worst case, he might plateau this year, but probably not go backwards. Um, and then he might be a gun going forwards. 
I wouldn't worry at all about yeah. Simkin. I think like he's the end of be last of year, North's best players. The end of last year, he did kind of fall back a little bit. Um, I think there was a few injury concerns there as well. If he continues that kind of scoring, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think it's going to get any worse than that. And then I think going forward, is he's going to be a jet, so he yep. should be safe. I reckon. Safe. Don't stress too much. Safe as houses. All right, that's a wrap, case. Um, so thanks for listening again. Wrap on twenty twenty two. Yeah, we probably won't. We won't have another one until next year. Mm. Will we? We will have some more content coming out. I will be yep. doing a few data analysis pieces and articles and things like that coming out. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. I'm sure you'll hear us around before the new year. I haven't actually sat down and worked out when the pods are going to start for next year, but it will be. It's generally mid early mid January, mm-hmm. so we'll be back very very soon and we'll start our team analysis podcast so. correct alright guys um, follow us on our socials yep. at Keeper League Pod on Facebook Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. if you're keen on signing up as a membership do that as well we've got oh, t-shirts yeah. still available yep. um, selling like hotcakes case uh, can't get rid of them they're good t-shirts they are so I highly recommend them they're not really selling like hotcakes so if you want one <laughs> oh there's a coupon code user 20t at, uh, at checkout and you'll get a $20 t-shirt perfect so. Christmas gift idea yeah exactly alright we'll uh, talk to you next year take it easy have a good Christmas guys see ya see ya